Welcome to Design By Us. My name is Ravi Chohan and joining me, like always, or maybe I'm joining him, is... Luigi D'Interno on the other side. How are you doing, Luigi? I'm very good. How are you doing? Yeah, why don't you say something better than, or something different than very good or... Same old with everyone right now, isn't it? I think, I think I'm just good today. Just good, just good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay. That's, that's what I feel like saying. That's what I feel right. like saying today. All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Listen, so today we're talking about what everyone seems to be doing right now, which is working. Um, it's not the most fun subject in the entire world, but Luigi and I, we wanted to share um, some of the strategies and techniques we use to stay productive, especially during lockdown, but also creative as well. So we're going to go through this in four different parts today. Uh, I want to talk first around productivity, ask you, and maybe you'll ask me uh, how I manage and how you manage your time, uh, your tasks and your knowledge management as well, which I mm. think is really interesting. Um, and then on top of all of that, finding time to be creative, which I yeah. think is something that everyone is struggling with right now. Are you, are you struggling with that? Or is that something that's coming quite easily to you? Um, sometimes, depending on the day, I think. Okie dokie. Yeah. Well, I, I, I have been known to overthink things in the past, but sometimes yeah. I think it's really good to think about productivity just by itself. Yeah. So I think everyone can make improvements and, and spend more time doing stuff they actually enjoy. I would say it's very interesting productivity during quarantine. I have been thinking about this lately. I don't know about you, but I have figured out that at the moment I have university, part-time job, uh, maybe the podcast, and then creating a video game on the side with my flatmate. And the fact that we are, this productivity, I work at home, I do everything at home. I can switch from one task to another very, very quickly. And just like one hour of this, done. Another hour of this, done. And I can just like finish everything one after the other. And it's really, you, you become really productive and you can just, you don't have to waste time in the, the, the public transport. You don't have to, to waste time in, in meetings that you don't want to be. If you're in a Zoom call, you can just say, hey, I have to go, done. If, you, if, you, if it doesn't concern you anymore. The problem is that you just get sucked in. I don't know, I don't know if this happens to you. And then you, you look, you start working on the computer, then you look at the window and it's already dark. Does that happen to you? You sound like you're at a job interview and they ask you like, oh, what, what one thing is something that you want to work on or something that's not so good about yourself? And you're there like, oh, I just work too hard. I'm no, such a I'm, hard not say, I'm not saying that I work too hard. I'm just saying that I get sucked in in my job and it pisses me off sometimes. Oh, really? Because I forget like even to drink water sometimes. And I'm like, what is this feeling in my throat? And then it's like just thirst. <laughs> it does, doesn't that happen to you sometimes? It does. It does. For me, it's um, skipping lunch. Oh, yes. I, I always it. forget to eat lunch. And then I'm, I actually have to put it in my calendar now, which is it's, like... It's not something. like you forget. You know that at some point you're going to eat lunch, at least for me, okay? You're going to eat lunch, but suddenly it's like 4 or 5 p.m. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You're just like, oh, let me just do this thing or whatever it is. But it's interesting you talked about having to balance the um, number of things in your life right now. I'd say it's interesting because... We're at different stages in well, we're not we're not at different stages in our life, but um, having graduated, the number of the number Luigi, you will understand when you graduate. Okay, you'll understand life when you different. graduate. <laughs> but no, it, but life becomes a little bit easier, I think, in some ways when you graduate because you before at uni, you know, you had four or five different competing things on your time, and now you've got fewer things competing on your time because um, all the extra stuff that you do at uni, in addition to your studies, you're not no longer doing right. So. 
let me let me first ask you then, Luigi, and we'll break this down. Let me first ask you about how you manage your time. So what things do you do? What techniques do you have? Uh, perhaps what apps and software do you use to manage your time? Cool. We've got a lot to get through here. So let's be yeah. rapid. Uh, okay, I, I know that you might have a really fancy software, but um, I would say I have the old classic, which is a, a paper calendar. Um, no, I'm actually joking. <laughs> I just wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with paper calendars, okay, for no, those of is. you who use it, but there are much better ways to do it. Okay, so the way I do it is I used to use Microsoft to-dos, and now I change everything to Google. So now I use all Google products, which is great because now it's, everything is in sync. I don't know if you realize, Google made an update on, on Google Tasks. And now you can see everything on your Gmail, Google Calendar, and everything. So you can put tasks in your Google Task app, in your task manager, and they will link to your calendar and they will appear in your calendar on the day. And they, you can also set a due date uh, or a due time and they will appear as well in your time slots in your calendar. So if, for example, I usually try to, at the beginning of the week, I schedule my time. So I say, I'm going to spend, I have five different projects, I'm going to split my time into 50% this, 20% this, 10% this, and whatever. And then I just set tasks for, for each time slot. And I know okay. that during that time slot, I'm going to accomplish these tasks. And during so, the day... So, so yeah. for Luigi, time management is task management. They're, they're interlinked. They're not different systems. Yeah, pretty much. I also, I also have different tasks. Uh, it's not just, um, like, just work-oriented. I have tasks like, like going to the gym or like meditate for x amount of time this week so like have fun time or, or like i also yeah this might sound ridiculous but I, I book my fun time as well or like i like hang out with friends time what's what's your daily schedule like real quick what time do you go to bed what time do you wake up what rituals do you follow in the morning and in the evening well it used to be it used to be waking up around 6 30 okay read have some some of some of, of me time um then start work around 8.30, like the first two hours of the, of the, of the day is just for me. And do some workout if I need to, um, and then start work at, at 6.30. But now I'm changing because I, I, I started going to the gym because I just needed to find excuses to go out as well. So I started going to the gym and yeah, we'll see. I'll, tell, I'll let you know how it goes. I just started yesterday. Oh, nice. You know, the first day at the the first day at the gym is like, oh so you yeah. Knew, you knew we were about to record a podcast about productivity, so you're like, oh, yeah, I've got to do something productive. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign the up new to the schedule. gym. Yeah, so everyone thinks I'm, I'm, I'm fit. Um, really what about you? Uh, okay, so we covered a number of things there. I'll start with time management. Mm. Um, so you'll understand when you graduate, Luigi. But yeah, sure. when you when you have um, when you've got a job, yeah. um, you have to attend meetings. So yeah. meetings are when one or more people, uh, yeah, not yeah. usually more than one person, come on, um, come together and talk about certain problems. Yeah, that's, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> hey, I've had many meetings with you too. <laughs> come on, keep going. Go, go to the serious okay, stuff. Yeah. So, so basically, um, you know, basically what I do um, at the start of the week and, and usually yeah. at the start of it every day as well is just review what meetings are coming up. Um, and for me, uh, the meetings are kind of like my cadence um, and define my week, really. So usually I'll be working on key deliverables for certain meetings or certain milestones that are in there. Um, and then my schedule is kind of quite flexible, actually. 
sometimes I find uh, that I work really well late at, late at night um, and therefore I compensate the next morning. Um, but sometimes I really want to wake up fresh and literally while the house is quiet and before stuff gets st- st- before things start getting thrown at me, I can actually um, get things done that I need to do um, for that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of like my routine, I don't really have one. I've got some rituals um, in the morning, making coffee, is such a big deal for me because that really starts and stops my day, which is really nice. And do you still the, um, do the air? Uh, sorry, it's not the air. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you yeah, still I do, do that? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. That's really nice. And uh, usually in the afternoon, uh, I will go to a coffee shop. Um, I try and keep my afternoons clear from meetings. Uh, and in the coffee shop, that's where I kind of do like deep knowledge work, if that makes sense, and get, get into the flow and, and just crack on with something that I need to do. Uh, I, I really like the white noise of a coffee shop. I think it's really good. And hopefully, you know, Corona permitting, that was something that will continue. In terms of task management, again, Luigi, um, this is something you'll, you might find out when you graduate. Um, I'm going to start I'm gonna start making that joke now because I, I can see you're like, mm. okay. <laughs> but, uh, don't, don't worry. We have hopefully a thousand more episodes where I can take this one back. Basically, uh, at the company I work for, we actually use Asana, which is like a team collaboration task management platform. Uh, so, but so that's where some of my tasks go, and that's where some communication happens. Uh, but actually, what I do is keep a th- keep things uh, running, which is a task management application. Um, I think it's for only for Apple devices, but there's loads like it. You already mentioned Microsoft to do. Sorry, Google Keep and Microsoft and whatever. There's loads of stuff like this. Sorry, don't use Google Keep. No. It's not Google Keep. Oh, whatever it's called. I don't know. Google oh, rebrand right. everything all the time. They change workspace. In they, 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 the G Suite was perfect. Everyone knew what G Suite was. And they're like, oh, Google Workspace, new icons. And they all look like garbage. I agree with some of the icons. Okay, this is a, another topic for another episode. But I, in summary, I agree with the icons. But they are, they are targeting everything to make it look like, hey, we're selling a Slack Microsoft Teams subscription type of thing. That's what they're doing. But Go- anyway, Google, keep going. Google, Google is like... Google is like Lady Gaga during a concert. Like, it just keeps changing all the time. Like, you know, every every 10 minutes. Which makes sense for a Lady Gaga concert because, you know, that's part of the show, right? But if you're trying to actually just use something and it's like, oh, it's Google Workspace now. Oh, like, care about our rebrand or whatever. No, I just want to just access well, my calendar. Is, yeah, but the thing, the interesting thing about Google is... They're just shooting to so many places. They accomplish product market fit, right? Before that, that product gets a brand or a positioning into the market. That's my point. Like, they are so good at... Does it make sense? What, what is this face, man? Yeah, but I mean... No, but it makes sense, but you're wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong. Because how long has G Suite been around? 10 years? Yeah. Cool. So you're saying that, oh, they just got it so early. They've only now just rebranded. No. I mean, no. It, they, they didn't just do a rebrand, man. All right, go on. What, explain. They changed a, a few of the features that they had inside, inside the G Suite. Okay, what did they change? Okay, I'm going to get into this uh, for two reasons. First, because I haven't done the proper research. So, And with you, I feel that I have to back all my things up really well. Uh, and number two is because this podcast is not about Google. Um, okay, fine. But yeah, fine, fine, cool. fine, fine. Okay, I'll get back to how I manage my tasks. So I, I okay. use things. Uh, and basically that really, the great thing about things is that if you don't do something on one day, it automatically get, gets kicked over to the next day. 
So basically, I've got a running, I've always got a running list of about 10 or 11 things that are on there. Um, and basically, I'm trying to tick them off before I add new stuff, right? And the great thing about things is that um, on a Mac, um, you can use a global um, keyboard command. So basically, wherever you are on your computer, you can just tap these buttons and then you can quickly add something to your things inbox. So it's great for capturing tasks and making sure you actually do them like during a meeting or whatever. Um, and yeah, so basically things plus Asana plus my calendar, uh, which is just in the calendar app, but it's backed up by Google Calendar or whatever it's called today um, on, on this particular day of the week. Your jokes, man. Okay. And then on top of that, you know, okay. you've got all of the um, comms coming in and it's my job to try and keep it all in, in line and in check. Quick question: Do you do you face any issues with merging tasks from Asana to your things to your yeah. whatever else? So how do yeah, you yeah. solve it? Because that's that's something that annoys me all the time. No, it's a it's a really good question. Like I I do want to get everything in Asana, uh, but obviously there's personal stuff uh, which you can add to like a private list that only you can access on Asana. But the problem is, um, you know, literally on the same list I've got record podcast with Luigi or edit podcast uh, through to do this bit of work for work, you know, design this small thing or message this person about this thing all the way through to remember to buy some milk and whatever. So it doesn't really make sense to have that all in one place. When it comes to Asana, what I try to do actually is make sure that, um, this is going to sound really bad, but I just try to make sure I don't get assigned too many tasks on Asana. And that when I do get assigned them, they're kind of like long-term big chunks and they're not necessarily the individual small things if that makes sense. So then that way I know that I'm working towards that big chunk because I've set it up as a project and because it's long-term enough, it makes sense to do that. But small things, I would just wouldn't try and get going through Asana because the reason why we use Asana at work is because Asana is great when you need other people to know what you're doing. But if it's just a small thing that it could come straight in and straight out of my system without having to go into the main one, if that makes sense. How do you, how do you make sure that you are making marginal gains on a long-term project if you don't add the specific task yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, so say for example on Asana, it will say, I don't know, like um, rebrand X, okay? So that will be like a, a two-week project, right, mm. for example. And then in my things uh, in, in my things application, I'll have a project that says rebrand X, and then I'll brainstorm all the steps that are needed towards completion on that. Um, and this particularly works quite well if it's just a project that I'm working on. But when I'm collaborating with other people, it has to be on Asana. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of, you know, using a shared project management system, right? Yeah. Um, but then what I, what I will do is spend some time at the beginning of the day or in the evening making sure those two, those two things are aligned. And yes, it's a waste of time. And yes, it'd be great if it was automatic. But also, you know, when you're forced to kind of actually understand what you're working on and stuff like that, it forces you, is this important right now? Yes or no? Um, is that, should that be more important right now? Yes or no? And, and stuff like that. So in some ways, it's quite good. Like a little bit of friction, I think sometimes in the system is quite helpful because it forces you to consider what you're working on rather than just, you know, smashing through it. Uh, just quick side note, anything that you would improve on Asana? Uh, yes, 100%. Uh, the speed, I think they're, they're actually rewriting their entire uh, code base. Um, and I think it's because it's based on like a legacy code base and it's been around for quite a while. Um, or I think they've just done it and it hasn't worked out. I can't remember. But basically, yeah, it's quite slow to respond sometimes. Um, they don't have a desktop app. So you've got to access it for a web web browser. Their iPad app and iPhone app are getting better, but they're still not great. Um, so for me, it'd be all of those things. Uh, and of course, I'd like it to be a little bit cheaper as well. I think it's quite expensive what it is. They've got really interesting pricing. Have I told, have I told you about their pricing? Welcome. Their pricing becomes more expensive 
the more people you have on it. Okay, but isn't that what everyone, like, pay per user per month or something? No, no, no. As in the per user per month rate goes up the more people you have on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's messed up. And you can only add it in groups of five. So if you're a small team like we are, that's scaling, you know, suddenly the difference between five and ten is is quite a lot. But yeah, that's how I manage my, my tasks and my time. Cool. Should we, should we move on? Yeah, yeah, let's go. All right, nice. Uh, before before we do, I just want to quickly ask you one question. Then, um, do you time? Do you do any kind of time tracking? The, my time tracking is in my calendar, so I know that after a certain hour, I have to move to another task. I, I re- this is something I want to get into. Maybe I'll report back on another episode, but I think it's really important. It's re- your brain, like humans, are naturally really bad at perceiving time, and therefore I think that um, you know being able to like, you know, oh, I felt like I did loads of work on the podcast today. And then actually it was like two hours, which might not be a lot or whatever. Or, you know, I feel like I don't, I think it's like, you know, you can't, you can't manage what you can't measure. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I feel like time is something to, it's like, to measure. I worked on this the whole day, but I didn't accomplish anything today. Like I didn't get anything done. Yeah. 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 yeah I know. I know. And I have that feeling too sometimes. Let's go. Next thing, knowledge management. Obviously, Luigi, you're a really brainy guy. Yeah. I assume you just remember stuff. That's that you just, you read a book and that's it. It's in there for forever in the luigi cloud yeah for the end of the turning yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I wish. um maybe maybe, it, maybe it's stored in that hair which is why you don't cut it but um anyway <laughs> um how do you how do you how do you manage your knowledge my knowledge yeah okay, so, so we've I have similar answers to this my knowledge so i got this is a journey right this is a learning journey so initially take me through it take me through i it. always like to track my things I always like to track my things. So since I was a kid, I had like a small agenda in which I would track things that I learned, quotes that I like, books that I read, um, learning points that I, oh, X person said X. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's write it down. But then I would never go through it or I would struggle to find once the, the knowledge management grew, right? And of course, then the internet came, Google start, started coming up uh, and I started keeping track of things on different Google's, Google uh, um, documents, Google Docs, and, or spreadsheets, depending, I, I shift, and, and depending on, on if so it's hold like on, hold quotes, on, hold on, hold books. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. I'm interrupting you, sorry, okay. Talk me through your spreadsheets of knowledge. Yeah, so What I, kind of stuff did you have in that? How old were you? I'm interested in this. You can't just say, oh, I used to have spreadsheets with knowledge. Well, on. when I shift to spreadsheets, I, I would be maybe like 50. But I would have stuff like values, books that I read, courses that I had done, and like learning points from those courses, wow. uh, my personal values that I could go back to. So if if once you are like, I'm lost now, like what what do I do? You go back there and you are like, okay, you don't, I don't know who I am, but I know I never, I'm never gonna do this stuff. Can Can you explain to me? So this was 15 year old Luigi, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't think I've ever met a 15-year-old or someone in, literally in the world who at 15, apart from you, obviously, right now, who at 15 was like thinking about what kind of person do I want to be, what values do I have, and then wrote about it on a spreadsheet. The thing is, listen, man, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a like, little... That's bit... quite strange. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't mean that's good or bad. I just mean that's, that's, that's not usual. That's unusual. What can I say? Like, I don't where'd know. You, where'd, where'd you pick that up from? I think from my dad always kept, he has an agenda from 1997 and he has, he always wrote, wrote down his dreams. 
uh, from 1997. Uh, and if you look at it, at the agenda, he always keeps changing certain parts of it. But now it's really impressive that if you go back to the agenda, he will be able to tell you certain dreams that he had in like 1998 and he will like tell you. Um, so he will keep track of everything, of like goals from 1997, like yearly goals, uh, things that he accomplished, uh, what he was looking into it. So I, I would say growing up with that and him showing me that, that was a normal for me. So I wanted to replicate that. That's amazing. Um, that's I would really, say, I would really say cool. that's the answer, yeah. That's really, that's really cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, thanks. <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. So no, it's knowledge okay, management. Okay. So we've got age at age 15, Luigi is using spreadsheets. Take us, take us after that. Yeah. Yeah. So using this and then came, come, I came to uni and then I didn't really have time to actually, it was not my priority. It's not like I didn't have time. I, you always have time, but it wasn't my priority to actually find the best way to do that. So I, I kind of like stopped it. And then once we met and we started discussing this stuff, I, I started taking it back up. And I, I tried journaling, it didn't work for me. Um, I tried, uh, I tried again the spreadsheets, but again, I was like, okay, there must be a much better way. To um, I started using Notion for a bit, uh, but the problem that, I, that I, I face is that there is such a high switching cost to all of this, all of this uh, software. Uh, same, now you are, I'm sure you're gonna go into that with Obsidian. But there's such a high switching cost that I don't want to make the whole switch to Notion, which is probably going to take me months. And then, oh, something else much better came out, like Obsidian. I have to do the whole switch to Obsidian. So I'm still in that debate at the moment with this knowledge man management stuff. And the, the, the thing is, if you think about the user, the user is myself. So how can I design the best system for me to access my own knowledge in like any time? Right, so if I want to access ten years from now, I want to access what I, what this podcast is about today. Like, how can I make that the easiest thing? Is that something that I want to record in this knowledge management? I don't know. So I I also have to find a system that allows me to find the what to track and what not to track. Does that make sense? I would yeah. like to hear what you yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know I know you have a lot of things for about this. Where to start? Okay, so why why do we as humans invest in task management, time management, and knowledge management? Well, I think the the reason is is because we want to leave our brain to be doing like creative, interesting, engaging work and not tracking that bit of oh where did I where did I read that or uh, tracking what time is it right now? What should I be doing right now? Or what's the next action I need to get on with? And if you can take all of that out of your brain you know, then, then you can become way more efficient and, and, you know, hopefully lead a more fulfilling life. Right. Uh, ultimately. And that sounds ridiculous to say, but yeah, I genuinely use less stress. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're basically that meeting that I had, Oh sugar, I need to remember what that person said because that determines what this thing is or whatever. Um, you know, if you know that it's recorded and it's all in the same place, then that takes the stress out of things. And you know that you've got systems in which to mitigate, you know, how bad we are at managing our own time, how bad we are at figuring out what to do next and how bad we are at remembering stuff. Um, so my knowledge management journey kind of started, I think, with like most kids do, which is kind of around revision um, and exams and figuring out, okay, I've got to learn all this stuff. How do I get it into my brain? Well, you take notes. And for me, a big deal was when I got um, my first iPad, actually, which was at age 17. Um, and actually, that was the, the time when I think I was 16 actually. That was and like that a was year ago, no? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I just, I, I was using spreadsheets two years ago, but now, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, and, and that really unlocked a huge amount for me because I always struggled with taking notes because I always felt like if I'm writing on a piece of paper, it's not going to be around forever. Okay. In fact, it's going to be gone pretty soon because I'm going to lose it. It's going to be, I'm going to spill a coffee over it, whatever. Okay. It's gone. So I became really interested in putting stuff on the computer and therefore in the cloud and syncing everything. And on the iPad, the first bit of software I got really into was OneNote. Uh, and yep. again, this was for revision purposes, and I thought it was really cool. Um, but then I be, kind of became concerned with what you were just talking about, being locked into somewhere. And, and, and OneNote is very, you know, it's actually very difficult to move your stuff out of there. Um, so for me, that wasn't great. Um, and then I went to work in IBM for a little while. Uh, and at that point, it was just like information, knowledge, pretty short term usually. Um, and therefore I used Apple notes most of the time. And again, because it was on the iPad and it was a bigger screen than my phone, but not as big as a laptop or whatever it is like that, it became a lot easier just to, you know, mm -hmm. have that as your companion with you because your knowledge, if it's with you, then it's easier to access. Right. And then I, uh, went to, uh, university and, uh, at this point I got an iPad pro with a, with a pencil. Um, so actually then it became about handwriting notes rather than typing notes, which was quite interesting. And that changed a lot of things. Uh, and then I was using Notability, again, for notes, but really for everything. And I got into the habit of having Notability open with a fresh page. And I was just writing in no matter what kind of situation I was in. And actually, that's been really, really helpful and useful. And and for me, that's the kind of, that's the outlook I take with knowledge management is that it's always got to be open. It's always got to be there. And therefore, you can always, you've got to remove that friction of getting stuff into, into that particular system. Um, and then um, towards the end of university, uh, I started getting into writing in Markdown, uh, which I'll quickly explain. So Markdown is basically a way of, you know, like on Microsoft Word, right? When you type something, you change the font or whatever, uh, you can see the changes in the font, right? You can see the changes that you make. You make it bold, you make it a header, whatever. You can see the changes on the screen in front of you. Well, well Markdown is more like instructions for the computer. You're saying, I want this to be a heading. I want this to be bold. Uh, but when you export it, when you export a Markdown file, then the program you're using can choose how to interpret that. So you can say, oh, this is a heading. Well, headings uh, in this setting look like this. They're this big. They've got this boldness. They're, they're underlined. They're not underlined, whatever. So really not focusing on the formatting. You're just focusing on the writing. And I use that a lot for my essays. It's a simplified HTML. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I didn't want to say that because, and actually, that's where it yeah, started. That will yeah. scare people off, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, don't don't be put off by Markdown. Um, it really is really awesome. I'm an English literature student. I could pick it up, mm -hmm. and it's not like a lot of stuff to learn at all. So, just so, so it's just where can people find Markdown uh, softwares? Okay, so if I was the best way to do it, I think is to download an app that uses Markdown rather than quote unquote learning Markdown like a like and and you'll just get to grips with. I want to do X. How do I do it? I'll I can figure it out with this program. So. For me, I started using Ulysses on the iPad and on the Mac. Um, Bear is also another good option. I know not, not that I know that everybody, not that not everyone uses Apple products, obviously. So I'd recommend Google searching Markdown note taking um, as a way of kind of getting into this. Or what you could do is use Obsidian, uh, which I guess we'll quickly talk about. Yeah. Um, go ahead. So. That's right, right. So, why we created this whole episode. It's just to talk about Obsidian. Again. Just to talk about Obsidian, yeah. 30 minutes in. Yeah. Um, sorry. Anyway, um, so so real quick, Obsidian. Um, it uses Markdown, which as we discussed is a way of just writing stuff. Um, and basically, um, Obsidian just stores your 
uh, stores your files just as a series of markdown files. So each new note is literally a new file that literally lives on your computer. And basically that means that it's really easy to take your data elsewhere. So as Luigi said, look, I'm really into Notion. I love Notion. Oh, sugar, Notion, Notion's gone out of business. Now all my notes are lost. Or I, I want another program. Or I can't move my stuff because it's in Notion. Markdown files have been around for many years and probably will be around for many, many years to come. So that means that you can port it's really portable to move stuff from one place to another. And for me, um, you know, my Obsidian, uh, they call it a vault, um, basically has got short-term stuff and long-term stuff. And the way that I differentiate between them is that I can create a daily note in Obsidian, which creates a new file just with the date. Uh, and for me, that's where I put my meeting notes. And if I want to figure out what happened in a particular meeting, I just go into my calendar. Oh, that meeting happened on that day. Let me find a file. Okay, these are the actions or whatever I need to do or relay or information I need to just deal with in some way. Uh, and then I've got new notes for things I'm learning about. So for instance, I just did the Prof G strategy sprint um, by section four, which is awesome. And I created a new uh, note for every little bit of knowledge that uh, they kind of mentioned there. And you don't want to have like big, big, long notes. You kind of want one note per thing to learn about. Imagine it like a flashcard. Um, and I know that is knowledge that I will go back to. What are those bits of knowledge? Like what are those stacks? Do you so have basically, any? I mean, like literally like, um, so, so the strategy sprint covered like eight different strategies you could use in a business. And so that was a really obvious way just to break out each one, you know, okay. one strategy. Okay. Thing. Okay. So, so it was yeah. specifically for that course. Yeah. No, yeah, not yeah, for exactly. life. Okay, cool. No, no. But in general, in general, I've got little bits of knowledge. So, and actually what I do is I link them together. So you can actually link them together like hyperlinks on a website. Um, and, you know, say for example, I'm learning about, I don't know, for one of a better, for one of a better example, let's say um, marketing e-commerce, right? So you can have one one page that is around how to design the perfect landing site. And that is knowledge that I got from a blog post that I read a few months ago, a few years ago, whatever. And uh, I just made some notes on it. Do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this. Boom. Cool. Oh, actually, that's different, though, even though they're kind of the same thing to landing page examples. So actually, I'm also keeping a list of really fantastic landing page examples and I've got them linked together. So that means that if I want to check out landing pages for e-commerce, I'm like, OK, cool, this is good. Oh, I remember I've got a list of great examples. Let me click on that. Let me go through those. Yeah. So you're kind of like bringing together and you're linking the knowledge in like a network, which I think it's more like creating your own personal Wikipedia, really. Yeah. And 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 I think that's really really valuable. And I think that in the you know it's very unlikely that we're going to lead the same type of careers that our parents lead. And I think our value as people is going to be not our value as people, but our our value as kind of really great employees or employers or whatever, or, you know, people who know stuff is how well we can take that knowledge and evolve it and, and consciously try and get better. If that makes sense. Yeah. If, if, if you don't mind me asking when, once you open obsidian or your knowledge management tool, you open it and how does that look like? Does it, when I, what I mean and how does that look like is, do you have it classified on like different tags? How does that knowledge hubs look like? Is it like uh, personal work? Like, or how does that work look like? Yeah. So you're going to get really frustrated by this, but I don't file. I, I purely rely on search. Okay. okay. So you just search and you see. Yeah. I, ser I search and I see, you know, and I think that works for me because I don't want to spend time filing. Literally with email, I'm exactly the same. I don't um, file my emails like into like, oh, this relates to this project, whatever. It's archive or delete. Or yeah. it's in my inbox. That's it. And I, I'd much 
Yeah, I think it's a safe bet to assume that good search will be around for the rest of my lifetime, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, unless like we find water on the moon and we have to go there, and you know, yeah, you never know. Anyway, <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Last uh, last thing to get into before we wrap up for today, being creative. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Real let's talk quick, about this. Three, three, three. Quick fire. Three cool things that you do that to help that help you keep stay creative. Okay, have a piece of paper nearby that has helped me, um, or a whiteboard if if that works with you and you have one. Uh, yeah. Second thing would be. Uh, watch creative nurturing videos whatever that means to you um i've been watching a lot of documentaries and talks and i i've been doing a lot of research into global development and and at the moment that's what i what is creative in my view is like how can we design new uh, new systems for the world um like in terms of sustainability and stuff so that's one. And then, so just watch stuff that make you feel creative. And the last one, I would say try to hang out with people that are inspire you and, and just have inspireful conversations because having those conversations... What are, you doing, what, are you do, what are you doing here then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just just message Ravi on Twitter right now and, and, and <laughs> like, he will have a nice conversation with you later on. Um, yeah. What about you? Three ones. Three. Three, three, three quick things. Yeah, okay, three quick so... Things. I genuinely always keep, a, um, in, in my home office, I genuinely keep a guitar with me nearly all the time. Like literally within grabbing distance, just like that. Um, and, and the reason I do that is because I, I really like just to think and have something to do with my hands. I'm a fidgeter uh, with, with my hands. Um, the second thing that I like to do that helps me stay creative is have long showers. Uh, I really... <laughs> I really feel like I know Same. it's bad for the environment, etc. But a, a long know, shower, you know, personal water like so consumption. So much thinking happens there. Personal water consum consumption is just seven percent of the like world world consumption. So yeah, exactly. a long shower won't beef. really make a matter. I don't eat beef. So yeah, so there I you think go. It will, it so, yeah. And I'm vegetarian today. <laughs> okay. There um, you go. Keep going. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, uh, have have long showers. And and the third one is. I really really like to. And this is something I've started. I don't want to say I like it. I actually hate it. But I've started to walk. And when I am walking, I don't listen to music or a podcast. And I was telling you about this the other day. Um, a few weeks ago, my AirPods took a trip into the washing machine. So um, because of that, I didn't really have music playing all the time. And I didn't have access to that. And, uh, you know, actually, I think it's something to do with the exercise and, you know, just st visual stimuli, which now is overwhelming being outside, right? Um, being out in the world is, is quite, you know, in your face and, um, actually just using those 10, 15 minutes or whatever, however long your walk is just without filling your head with thoughts from other people and actually letting your own thinking kind of come to the forefront. It sounds ridiculous, but I, I'm an addict to podcasts and music and stuff. So, um, I'm always listening to things like that. So I think that kind of really helps new ideas come to the fore. I don't mean like creativity, like, oh, I, you know, I can figure out like a new design for like a poster or something. I mean, like just new ways of solving problems in the most abstract way possible. Um, and um, and just kind of let, letting your letting you digest all that knowledge you've amassed. One last question for you and, and reflection, I guess, for anyone who leaves. Do you think there is like, do you find ideas or ideas are out there and you just have to find the right set of thoughts and, and right mindset to put them together? Or do you create ideas? I wouldn't say I create ideas. I'd say 
I don't know about you or anyone, but for me personally, I don't feel like I create ideas. I feel like, I feel like my brain is like a, um, it's like, uh, I've got like a, an image of like two, uh, gears, like grinding together, if that makes sense. And if the, if they just keep turning enough, something eventually happens, but it's like, it's like, it's like, um, monkeys, monkeys at, at, at a typewriter. Do you know what I mean? I feel okay. like the more time I let yeah. the monkeys just do their thing, something will happen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. So, so you, you give your ideas to random then. That's pretty much what a monkey will. If if they keep typing, the... if idea ideas equals digestion time times things to digest. Okay, that was very deep for a so in, in... very mathematical for an English. Yeah, hold on. I need to rebalance that equation, and it's not quadratic, <laughs> is it? Anyway, over to you. <laughs> right. Over to you. Do ideas find okay. you, or do you find them? Um, I sometimes feel I have to. The ideas are in the environment, and I sometimes feel. I am in the mood to solve certain things and I just have to do it at that time because that's like what my body tells me. It's very strange to explain, but that's how I feel. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Your body is just saying, Luigi, I'm just so ready right now for some X, Y, Z. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, um, Luigi, who is this show brought to us by? It was brought to us by the Ravi's knowledge management software that is going to come out in the next 10 years probably yeah exactly all I need i'm to betting my exist yeah i'm betting that you're gonna get tired of of all the ones you're using and you're gonna create your own at some point what yeah are but that's the that problem happen? that's the problem that's why there's so many of these like because everyone's got their own interpretation of what it means to like and yeah how there you are you're, you're not creating it for the market you're creating it for you no i've decided i'm never changing my my tool stack now I'm I'm done researching all of that. We'll come back to you. We'll we'll come back to you next year when we when we do okay. a, a recap of this of this episode. Okay, wonderful. Well, well, thanks for your time, Luigi. Uh, if you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at designbyus underscore fm. Where can people find you, Luigi? Luigi underscore Dintrono. And you can find me on Twitter at Ravi is occupied. Thanks very much.